0: 7 Studios, you are listening to the Lance J Radio Network, Paragon Paragon. 7 Studios. watch happy gilmore the the adam sandler movie where where he's playing where he's playing golf you millennials have never seen it he's playing golf on the equivalent of of the senior of excuse me of the of the of the pga golf tour and he's playing in in the equivalent of the masters against shooter mcgavin And Shooter McGavin is is the heel in the movie. Happy Gilmore. He's trying to get his grandma out of a nursing home and and save the house and all this stuff. And he has then he becomes a love interest of this young lady who is who's like an administrator on a tour. You got Chubbs with the with the with the fake hand. Like his hand was bitten off by alligator. So he has this, this mannequin hand. That's much longer than than his normal arm and hand, which is hilarious. But there's a scene where he's he's facing off against Shooter McGavin. There's this giant that actually knows Happy Gilmore. He used to be Happy Gilmore's boss, and Shooter McGavin drives the ball and he hits he hits the giant. This guy's like seven feet two, four hundred pounds. He's wearing a shirt that says, guns don't kill people, I kill people. Which I need to get a shirt just like that. He hits the giant, and because of the rules, he has to break out the nine iron and do a second drive off the giant. So he's out of bounds, but he couldn't get a drop shot. The giant says to him, that's two thus far, Mr. McGavin. Schoenrich-Avon, not knowing that it's this, this extremely large Goliath of a man, says, oh, so I see you can count. And the Giant says, one of my favorite one-liners, I used to play it on the show, he says, yes, and you can count on me waiting for you in the parking lot. That's basically what the Joker, Nikola Jokic's brothers, they hit McKeith Morris with the you-can-count or me waiting for you in the parking lot the next time you're in town. Now, if you're not if you're not familiar with this story, basically you have you have McKeith Morris, brother, twin brother of Marcus Morris. Both are known for being kind of dirty, scrappy players, but they're they're decent players. They're they're the epitome of role players. And Denver was playing the Miami Heat, who are off to a fantastic start. I'm a big fan of the Denver Nuggets. I think that they're a championship caliber team. They're at the end of the quarter, Jokic is just chucking up a half court shot. McKeith Morris looks at that as an opportunity to d up on Jokic, the reigning MVP in the in the NBA, and he gets he hits Jokic with a shot in the ribs. It's a completely unnecessary shot. This is like a a fifty a fifty foot half court. Just at the end of the quarter, you're just chucking it up into the third quarter. In a game where the Nuggets were were dominating, Joker chases McKeith Morris down and hits him with a with a WWE AWA forearm shiver, sends McKeith Morris flying because because we forget because Joker is so slow, but he's he's a Goliath of a man himself. He's he's every bit of seven foot tall, and he's every, he's listed as 270, but he is real close to three spins on the scale. So of course, McKeith Morris, who is 6'7", 225, 230, which is a pretty big guy by NBA standards. He says McKeith Morris flying. Now he he ran after him and pushed him in the back. He chased him down. Morris wasn't looking. So you you get into that, bench is cleared. It was at the end of the quarter. I don't know if there'll be suspensions or whatever. They had to get in, they had to separate people. Everybody's at midcourt. So Morris's twin brother, Marcus Morris, that plays for the LA Clippers, went to Twitter and developed some Twitter fingers. And he tweeted, waited till Bro turned his back, talking about his twin brother. And then he put noted and then he put the emoji for someone, a hand with a pen. Jokic's brothers did not like that. Now I can't pronounce their names, but it's like Strangina and Nemanja. These are these are people from the Eastern Bloc who are likely, or I don't. Where where is Jokic from? I don't I don't know where Jokic is from. But these are people from Europe. He's of Serbia. These are people from Europe. So these are these are this is Eastern Bloc communism, right? His Serbian brothers, they didn't even have a Twitter account. They opened up a Twitter account and basically threatened the, the, the Morris brothers. And this is, so this is, this is, this is Strangina and, and Nemanja talking about Vikings, talking about pillaging. I can see these guys on, 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 on elephants with Hannibal. Crossing into the Mediterranean, uh, looting, pillaging, and and burning, burning down cities, killing all the men and and leaving the women widows and taking all of the gold and and plunder and booty. Not booty, but booty, like pirates. So the Joker's brothers—they didn't even have an avatar. They set up this. They set up a an account on Twitter and they, and they go at Luke Morris. You should leave this the way it is instead of publicly threatening our brother. <laughs> Your brother made a dirty play first, which is true. If you want to, if you want to make a step further, be sure we were waiting for you. Sign the Jokic brothers. Now, if you've ever seen the Jokic brothers, that's why this is funny because these guys are much bigger than, then Nikola Jokic. Nikola's like the little guy. He's like the he's like the the, the 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 Kevin Hart of the Jokic family. These guys are enormous. These guys should be the next Hall and Nash in the in the WWE. These guys are these guys are all North. I don't know who birthed these children. I don't know if if height is something that is typical in in Serbia. That's part of the culture. But it's just funny because. When I when I saw the pictures of these two guys, even if I was Markeith and, and, and uh Markeith Morris and Marcus Morris, I don't think that you want that smoke, man. I know I know that they're NBA tough guys. I know that they're like the modern day Rick Mahorn, Bill Laimbeer, the 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 the, the X man out in Seattle. I can't remember Xavier. I can't remember his last last name. Kevin Duckworth <laughs> guys like that Michael Olawakandi. I don't think that that they want any of that smoke these these guys are enormous these guys David McDaniel that's his name these guys are absolutely enormous they got to be like 7'3" 320 I don't I don't think the Demarius Twins want any of that smoke I think that they just need to focus on being 3 and T guys and standing in the corner and shooting threes, but if if you have a if you have an opportunity, to, uh, pull pull up the Jokic brothers on Twitter or or Facebook or whatever social media platform you want. To Google Google those guys, and then Google the Morris twins. And I I just don't think that's a good idea, man. It's a it's a Deontay Wilder, who's a bad mofo. But he keeps running into Tyson Fury and Tyson Fury's left fist and right fist and and continues to find out that Tyson Fury is a much better mofo. I don't think they want any of that smoke. We'll be back. I got a great throwback interview this Throwback Thursday. I got a great interview with Sean Libby from from Benelick that I took from him and sat down with him when I was out in Colorado Springs. Late in the summer. So we're going we're gonna to play that interview for the WOL, WVOL audience. We'll be back. More than Lance J Show after these messages. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo squad. But
1: at the same time, like I said, and me, you know, I'm 56 years old. Damn.
0: James Lewis. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.
1: It feels so good to be cared for.
0: Back up now just a little more. The feeling someone's always there just to show how much they care. The feeling you're not alone. Now she's a part of your home. With so much to protect each day, caring goes a long, long way. Nationwide is on your side. This is your boy, Rampage. First Lieutenant of the Universal Flip Squad. Learn more about group insurance benefits with Engagent Health. Call to speak to an advisor today at 832 219 5829. Tell them that the Flatbush King sent you. At Industrious, we don't want anything to get between you and your great day. That's why our private offices and suites come with everything you need to safely connect with your teammates in person or over Zoom so you can make every day a great one. Go to industriousoffice.com. Enjoy a great day at Industrious on us when you book a tour at industriousoffice.com. Black women are fierce, brilliant, courageous, dope. Black women are making a difference, making history and changing the world. I think about all of the black women who have showed up to fight for justice. We are starting to finally accept all of the skills and talents a woman can bring to the table. Urban One,
1: thank you. This one is so special. <laughs>
0: seven studios you are listening to the lash J radio Network So back on the Lance J Show, I'm going to get right into it because I have Sean Libby here from, from Bentley. You got when you got the CEOs in, no offense, Rick, but you're family. So I get as much of your time as I want, day or night. But when you get the CEOs that come in, uh, you got to, they, they're running the company. As I was explaining to Derek and Rick yesterday, who are, are prospective CEOs, they're out running errands, Sean, and they said that they're going to come set up the booth. And in my mind, I was like, you're not coming to set up the booth. Um, you guys are you guys are running your companies you're, you're taking calls you're, you're brokering deals that's why you bring me in to manage media uh, so that you can focus on running running your, your company so I want to I want to give you your time so you can get back to, to running your company pleasure to have you on the show Sean I, I've known Kesley forever Kesley's been on the show and has been a supporter of the program, and you know, I just I really like what Benalink does. I love your DNA. You've had successful people that have built systems and programs in different parts of the country. It's almost like round three for the for the team. It's like getting the team back. It's like the Rat Pack, you know, with Dean Martin and Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> and uh, you know, oh, it's, I'm, I'm dating myself, but it's 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 kind of the Rat Pack of of, of healthcare. Wanted to give you a chance to talk about Benalink and, and some of the great programs that, that you're doing.
1: Awesome. Well, thanks very much for thanks very much for
0: having me. Oh, great! great uh, you. you know, really
1: appreciate it, uh, and uh, happy to speak about it. I'm trying to figure out which member of the Rat Pack <laughs> I would be personally but uh, I'm not too sure. Maybe don't answer that one, actually. <laughs> I
0: say Sinatra. It. You got hey, right, a bit right. of a Sinatra way about you, man. So I, it's, I, I, uh, I won't argue with that. There's, there's worse
1: things you could be called. <laughs> yeah, no, um, uh, thanks very much. So, so Benelink, we're a newer company, uh, just over five years old now. Um, but Newer,
0: but with the same brilliance of of exactly. we've seen this movie before and, and knows that it has a good ending. So yeah, we have um, a, we have a
1: management team with a very right. funny dynamic. Right. We've all worked together for almost twenty Forever, years yeah. in a in yeah. a variety of different companies, yeah. and we always say we were doing you know social determinative health work right. uh, before anybody used the term social That's determinative right. health. Back That's when right. we were uh, started out doing Medicaid advocacy, helped people yep. enroll in Medicaid. You know, uh, our, our executive chairman, my boss. When he founded Social Service Coordinators, it was still the 1990s. So we wow. could say that was even before the turn of the century that that, that we were doing, <laughs> um, you know, some version of this work. But it's exciting though because the I think the industry is really. The healthcare world, I should say, even more than the industry, has really come to recognize that health is more than healthcare.
0: Oh man! And it's, mm. it's, it's, Rick says that all the time. It's just food, food. Uh, you know, it's more than hunger. It's not just. It's not just hunger. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's, uh, it's and it, we we know it's so important that everyone have access to quality healthcare. Right. We also really know it's important that everyone accesses healthcare differently, that we recognize that, and that we look at what the barriers are that are preventing people from living their healthiest lives. And really, that's that's our mission. That's what Benelink does. You know, we are a uh, a live uh, call uh, call uh, call agent driven shop. Right, where we have people talking to members of Medicaid and mm. Medicare uh, plans all day, trying to understand what are the challenges that are preventing them from living their healthiest lives and then linking them with government benefit programs or you know non-governmental benefit programs to really remove those barriers.
0: Tell us a little bit about, um, you know not going too far in the past, but I'm very intrigued by Benelink and just all the talent that you've amassed and working together for many years. Um, give us a little bit of your career arc, Sean, and some of the things you've done just yeah. you know, in, in in a in a very illustrious run in, in this industry.
1: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, uh, so I joined that company I mentioned, uh, uh, Social Service Coordinators, back in 2002. So uh, been been a long time in this uh, for me as well. So you know, started out. Um, I was an account manager working doing um, you know working directly with plans uh, on Medicare Savings Program enrollment mm-hmm. and and Medicaid enrollment. Uh, and then had an opportunity to found what became SSC Disability, where we started helping uh, mostly managed Medicaid plans who had members who had a disabling condition, but hadn't been able to navigate the social mm. security application process. Mm. So we launched SSC Disability back in, gosh, 2004, 2005, something like that. And uh, you know, really, that's when I started to, to take my career more into the disability space. Uh, I became uh, personally uh, a, a Social Security accredited disability rep. Okay. So uh, you know, we from there we uh, found, founded one of the largest Social Security disability companies in the country, a company called Freedom Disability. Uh, we started doing uh, veterans' disability work, which is different, separate from Social Security disability. Uh, where you can get a service-connected disability benefit through the VA. And obviously there's some overlap there, but it's two different programs and two different applications. Mm -hmm. So we founded a company called uh, Alpha, uh, you know, to do that. So I spent about a decade running Freedom Disability and Alpha, um, you know, overseeing uh, Social Security Disability work and Veterans Disability work. And it was great. And one of the things I enjoyed the most was actually getting out there and doing representation myself. So right. even though we were a big company, uh, I had the opportunity to argue disability cases in front oh, of administrative wow. law judges. And that was uh, something that really, for me, was great.
0: Well, if I could interject, Sean, because that's really valuable. One of the things, my, so my audience, the the people that tune into the HealthCast, one of the things that, that I think I do well, you know, I do a whole bunch of things poorly, but, but one of the things that I do well with this show, we're focused on normalizing these discussions and getting them down to end users. So, I can't go deep into the caps and uh, to the HCC and risk adjustment because my listeners don't care about that. They don't. They don't care that 108 HCC is vascular disease. They just want to know can they get uh, optimal care. But if you could break it down to the listeners, you know, especially in my new market in DC, if you're in a situation where you are disabled and you're not maximizing your benefits, how can an organization like yours help that individual through their plan to maximize their benefits and opportunities? Because that's a great opportunity for my listener base to to really understand that and and reach out to your organization or similar organizations.
1: Yeah, Uh, and and it's interesting because one thing about social security disability that I learned, and I think it would be important for your listeners and for others to know, we tend to focus a lot on the medical condition. Is somebody disabled? But the truth is, more important factors are functional. Right. Mm. So how does this medical condition impact somebody's ability to work if they're an adult Mm. or their ability to do the activities that other people do if they're a child? Exactly. Right. So understanding that and understanding kind of like what I was saying earlier about SDOH, everyone accesses this differently. If uh, if you take the example of somebody who has an accident and loses the use of their legs, Mm -hmm. if that person is 60 years old and they've worked as a warehouse laborer uh, for Mm. their whole life, that's a disabling condition. Right. That's something that's gonna prevent them from doing the work that they're, they're qualified to do and that they have experience doing. If that same individual is, say, an attorney, right, and they're teaching at a law school, right. say, for instance, that is not a disabling condition. Okay. So it's uh, it's always really important to consider. Uh, that's
0: great insight.
1: Age is really important. Right. Yeah. The older you get, the, it's, it's easier to get on disability. Right. Uh, functional limitations are really important, and then, of course, the medical. Um, conditions, so so we work with Medicaid plans to you know find those people that are eligible for but not enrolled, and in the Medicaid space that's, that's a big problem. There's a lot of uh, getting through the Social Security disability application process on your own is impossible. It really is, mm-hmm. uh, and particularly if you're going to have to go to where most cases are approved, going in front of an administrative law judge that judge wants you to have a representative. The judge does not want you representing yourself when you're doing that. So that that's why uh, you know the work that we can do, the work that advocates like us and other advocates do is, is so important because people really need to help getting through that application process.
0: No, that's 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 awesome. So if you're if you're just tuning in, I'm I'm talking to Sean, Sean Libby, CEO of of Lake. he's really given a good synopsis about what their organization does. And uh, there are people out there, I know that there are people that listen to the show that are going through that process. You know, I've had family people that have had to go through that process and had to reach out to advocates and and people I know are specialists in that field to, and even if someone has been a healthcare executive, I don't know all the ins and outs uh, to to walk somebody through. Tell us a little bit about your clientele. Who Who are, do you go, are you working with health plans? Are you working with ACOs? Do you work with other vendors? Like who... Who are your primary clients?
1: So, uh, we, we definitely started off uh, working with Medicare plans, right. and that's still the core of what we do, is right. mo- Medicare Advantage plans, but in particular, uh, dual special needs plans, got right? It. That's a population, there's a lot of SDOH challenges. They've got Medicaid, right? That's why they're in there. So it's important that they keep their Medicaid benefits. If they lose their Medicaid benefits, it's uh really important that they get those back right. right it's it's important for the member it's important for the plan right they're in a dual special needs plan so they they need to make sure they keep the medicaid benefits that, that allow them to be in their plan right. so really that's that's a lot of where we started was working with medicare advantage plans uh, we're working on behalf of over a million dual special needs plans members now throughout the country helping them to get medic to keep their medicaid benefits and you know the public health emergency has thrown right. a giant curveball into that.
0: Yeah, how does how does the, the the pandemic and then the Delta variant how does that shape you strategically what Benelink is doing? I would assume that the demand is probably even higher um, with with the COVID pandemic, but how does it shape your strategy?
1: It's it's such a challenge for so many plans, right? Because uh, with the public health emergency the decision was made to say, hey, we're gonna not remove anybody from Medicaid mm. other than a few very narrow uh, conditions, right? And, uh, and so initially that was kind of this all stop on Medicaid recertifications in the early days of the mm. pandemic. And then I think the realization came that, hey, we need to make sure people are, are recertifying and that we're not creating this, this giant backlog for the end of the PHE. So a lot of the state Medicaid administration started to say, hey, we're going to restart the recertification process. We're going to ask people to provide their their uh, documentation, Mm. but um, we're going to hold off removing people from Medicaid until X period after the end of the public health emergency. And now as the end of the public health emergency is possibly in sight, hopefully, right, maybe maybe in January. Uh, is, is some of the rumors that we've heard is that uh, you know maybe starting the new year without the public health emergency, I think a lot of uh, dual special needs plans, a lot of managed Medicaid plans are saying, well, what happens? I don't know which of my members have failed to comply with these right. benefits. So they're saying, I could lose 25%, 30% of my population mm-hmm. as soon as that ends. Uh, and, and obviously that would be devastating to a subset of the population yep. that that's their Medicaid. So, you know, w- what we do is we're really tr- encouraging plans to keep their members going through the recertification yep. process. Don't uh, you know just because they're not going to get kicked off, don't use that as an excuse right. to, to not help them. Keep on top of it, keep helping people so that when the PHE ends, it there's less of a group of people that are going to be caught in this administrative trouble that is that is going to be inevitable.
0: No, that's fantastic. Sean, where can we find the link, you know, for those listening on our radio affiliates? Where where can we find you? Where can we find your team? I don't do people reach out through through Kestley? Like who 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 is the who is the person to contact and how can we get in touch with Benalink if somebody has some questions or, or interest?
1: Sure. So so both Kestley Crichton and, and myself Sean Libby were very right. active on LinkedIn. Right. So I uh, always love to get a get a LinkedIn request. Um, and uh, you know our, our website uh, www. We just uh, about a month ago launched a new version of that. Okay. So people can check. See, it I follow
0: Kestley on Facebook. Uh, she's a very interesting follower on Facebook. That's a whole See, different follow. Her Facebook page and her LinkedIn page are not the same thing at all. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, two completely different Kesley. So, but uh, the LinkedIn is all business. It's all serious. Uh, the Facebook page, if she's she's on a beach in North Carolina with no shoes on, with her toes in the water. <laughs> that's you know, or with her son or something like that. But um, but yeah. that's that's fantastic. You know, if you're listening out there, these are really good people to get in touch with. Um, I really appreciate you Sean taking some time um, during this conference and, and coming and chatting with me and most importantly educating my audience, you know the goal is to really educate people that listen to the platform and, you know, our listeners in in the D.C. market now and in in Nashville or in Seattle. Um, And we want to educate people on the the normalization of these conversations because members don't know. So when they have a CEO that comes and spends 15, 20 minutes to talk to them and educate them, it's it's so much, it's much more valuable than even you realize. It's it's really valuable. And I appreciate you coming on the show and spending some time with us.
1: Thanks so much, James. Really appreciate it.
0: Thanks so much. We're going to cut to uh, a break. I think that we're going to start getting ready to, to get some lunch. And we're gonna we're gonna cut to a break. We'll be more. Uh, we'll be back with more of the Lance Stage Show after this break and after these messages from our sponsors. Live from the Paragon Seven Studios, you are listening to the Lance J. Radio Network. Paragon Seven Studios. This is Lance J, a.k.a. the Paragon of Sports Talk Excellence, a.k.a. the Heisenberg of Broadcast Radio, a.k.a. the Wolf of Wall Street. Listen to the Lance J Radio Network weekdays at 7 p.m. on Urban One's flagship 1450 WOL in Washington, D.C., and presented by our partners at Episource, the industry leader in healthcare analytics and Medicare Advantage quality products. It's time to switch to T-Mobile. Right now, pay zero cost when you do keep your number and keep your phone we'll even pay it off only at t-mobile the leader in 5g